This episode of the Chainsaw Buffet podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Anime Roundup. Reviewing anime past and present with an eye toward matching you with your ideal anime. Check out Anime Roundup at www.animeroundup.com. Hello and welcome back to the Chainsaw Buffet podcast, your Save Susie Calber headquarters. Um, at this point in time, we're at the halfway point of the Jets and Steelers game. We still have not heard anything about the safety of Susie Calber. We, all we know is that she's uh, down there covering the game with Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Namath in attendance, and it's pretty hairy stuff, so we wish her all the best. Yeah, I, I tell you, John, it, it's it's looking rough, but uh, I think you can at least say that uh, it's a good thing Brent Favre isn't there. Uh, I think we can all hear, wait. I, I've got something coming in. She has just received a text message from Brett Favre. I hope she doesn't <laughs> open it. Wait, wait, wait. No, you're wrong. It is actually from uh, Brett Favre's Wang that she's getting the message from, or so I hear. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think he wants kind of her like- to report. I think he wants her to report into his meat microphone. Oh. oh. <laughs> As if that wasn't obvious from the beginning. Clearly. Or that, yeah. Yes, but th- there's something to be said for uh, uh, the ability to use euphemisms. Well, that's what I was meaning. That euphemism was fairly obvious. Yeah. Anyway, um... We Chainsaw Buffet is the fire-breathing head of a multi-headed uh, media monster, and uh, here with us, yes, and uh, here to talk with us about the latest uh, head to uh, that beast is Nathan, back from a long hiatus from the podcast. But uh, Nathan, tell them a little bit about what we've been working on the last few months. Well, yeah, it's it's actually pretty exciting, um, as uh, most of the people here on this podcast are, and. I'm sure most of the listen- listeners are. You know, we're big anime fans. So uh, one thing we're excited about is we have just released uh, Anime Roundup, which is basically a video review series on just different anime and just us having fun talking about anime and talking about uh, you know what's out there right now. Right, Nathan and I started this project. It was in July, I think, when we first started. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, We've gone through several recorded episodes that we have since thrown out. We've changed the format uh, completely. Um, had a couple of false starts, but you know we're finally up and running with episode one. Uh, it's on the Anime Roundup site. Uh, go check it out because uh, we do get like what was it like a penny a, a an, an ad or some stupid yes like that. Uh, I'm I'm planning on retiring on this, so uh, <laughs> please tell everybody. Yeah, this is mine and Nathan's. Uh, Retirement vehicles. So you, you guys I are hope you're planning to on eating a lot of ramen in your retirement. Well, look at it this way. I mean, I think it's a better plan than the stock market right now, anyway. So there you go. Is you? <laughs> well, I'm making a killing. Technically, it can't go down. I guess. <laughs> so Nathan, you were you're the one who approached me about doing this. What was sort of the impetus for saying, you know what, uh, we need to start an anime review show? 
Well, I guess there's a couple things. I mean, God, we, we all sit around and we talk about anime. We watch it all the time. And so it's something that clearly we all know quite a bit about. And the other thing is you don't know how many people uh, that I'll be talking about. And they're like, wait a minute, you know, what good, what's good anime out there? Or can you tell me more about that? And it got to the point where you're just like, you know, if I had something I could point them at, that would actually work a lot better. Right. Um now, we started off doing uh, Evangelion 1.11. Uh, that was clearly my suggestion. Um, but it was also one of those things where it's a fairly well-known name. It's recognizable. Um, even if you don't have a lot of exposure to anime, you've probably heard it at least mentioned. And uh, the movie is a fairly recent release. But, Nathan, as far as some of the anime that you've seen what are some of the best ones that you like to point people off who who haven't had a lot of exposure to anime and just try and get their feet wet oh wow that's a hard one i mean a lot of it depends on the person you're talking to i mean you have a you know a good suite of the the romantic comedies that are you know usually the light-hearted anime a lot of those i'll point people to just because they can kind of get their feet wet of course, you know you have your spirited aways and your princess Minokes that i think is almost always a whim um, but then also you have you know people who kind of like the quirky ones like uh, well I mean there's several like uh, Angel Beats or uh, I'm not even going to try to say Harai Suzumiya correctly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you just did. <laughs> yeah, Almost. melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah, <laughs> the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. The, pro- the it's hard to I think it's hard to. In some respects, um, to go from the English to the Japanese. In in some respects, that show is kind of hard to te- to to show to a first time anime fan because there's so much in there that references other anime genres. Yes, really yeah. fantasy genres. You can enjoy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I guess you can you can enjoy it as a first time anime fan. Maybe maybe it is good for first time anime uh, anime watchers because then they can rewatch it later after they've watched more and even get more out of it. So. Maybe I just disproved myself. See, it's it's not one of the ones that I would probably recommend somebody right away because there's so many aspects to that show that intentionally are left up in the air. Like, you know, is Haruhi a god? Uh, things like that. And, and you know, the viewers just going to be thrown in there. It's like, okay, are they really time travelers and espers and aliens or is the show just fucking with me? You know, what's, and, and the show's deliberately vague about that through a lot of it. But that's really? the cool thing. That's really the cool thing about it, though, is a lot of our cartoons we get here are so flat and they're so episodic that um, it, some, some people it doesn't really appeal to. But people who really enjoy depths in what they're doing, and like I said, it really depends on the person. But if you have someone who really enjoys that depth and really likes to ponder and, and think about those kind of mysteries, and also it helps if they like the whimsical in that case. But, you know, it can be a good suggestion there because it's a very clean-cut anime. It just kind of has some depth and kind of – it's a little bit of a mind screw sometimes. Oh, it definitely is. Dylan, you were going to say something? I don't know. Like, I, I, I thought it was pretty clear that uh, there is definitely supernatural stuff going on in Haruhi Suzumiya. If, if, um, you'll, if you'll remember, um, Kion is extremely skeptical, and there's nothing concrete about it. Until he encounters, and this is spoiler, uh, until he encounters uh, future Mikuru. And that's the first time you really know. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I Okay, I, I see what you're saying, though. 
I think they do answer it. Like I, I, I was going into it actually hoping that it would be left up in the air because, uh, you know, I think that's a great symbol for, uh, you know, Haruhi living in this fantasy world is that, you know, she's just showing you bored. Yeah, like it's showing you what's going on in her mind. Maybe that's a little too Fight Club for. Uh, uh, that's that's a little too new heart. I think. New heart. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for mentioning Fight Club, though, and traumatizing me. What was wrong with Fight Club? I hated that movie. That's what. Oh well, it was kind of overdone. You know, like it, I, it's an action movie. Of course, it's overdone. I mean, like. After it came out, like everyone like repeated it, and I I'm just as guilty as anyone else. But you had uh, a lot of other movies that followed the genre. I don't know. I, I'm taking us way off uh, topic here. <laughs> yeah, one one of the things I always like to say about anime, getting back to the subject at hand, is that if there's a type of show that you like on just regular TV or 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 film, there's an analog there's an of that. Version. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Um, like standalone complex, not so much the original Ghost in the Shell movie because that one's a little weirder. But standalone complex, I say, if you know, it's it's sort of the anime Law and Order because while there is an over overarching storyline in there, it's uh, just woven in with a lot of episodic, uh, you know, detective mystery uh, episodes in there, and it's a really uh, fun yeah, it, show to get into. Maybe the it, anime it really yeah. is. It really is basically a transhuman or cyberpunk kind of law and order uh, rather than what people think of. Uh, a lot of times people get um, kind of bogged down in the idea that anime is all giant robots and hyperthyroid muscle guys calling out the attack na- you know, the, inc- the incredibly elaborate attack names as they try to become the greatest martial artist in the universe or whatever it is. Or, you know, Michael Vick trying to be the greatest Pokemon master of that, all time. That, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the cockfighting with fantasy animals is another one of those stereotypes. And the important thing is, if you turn on your TV or go to see a movie here, there's essentially an equivalent in animation in Japan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chad, I think you'll agree with me on this one. Um, I wrote for my first written article for uh, Anime Roundup. I wrote about um, Gunsmith Cats because as oh easily, yeah, I, I was about to bring that one up. Yeah, that well, is easily the best starter anime because it's just an action movie with two hot chicks taking place in Chicago. There is no um, yeah, there is no build up to that. You don't have to worry about like oh, why did the guy's hair just go blonde or you know. Why does the robot have an eyeball? You know, well, I, just, I mean, there is no... It, it essentially is just an American action movie. And the characters... Um, Rally was apparently influenced pretty heavily by Dirty Harry, so... Right. You kind of get that idea. And that really... It really does make it a good starter. I know it's an older show, which kind of... It being now, what, 15, 16 years old? Yeah. Hard to believe. I'm yeah. goddamn I'm old. <laughs> That's okay. I still, um, I still remember, uh, you know, reading old anime magazines that were talking about, you know, stuff that just came out over here, like Gunsmith Cats and Blue Seed and Evangelion. And yep. Oh, these shows all sound interesting. Um. Anyway, 
Um, Nathan, what else have we got planned uh, down the road for Anime Roundup that we can talk about? Hmm. Well, I know you know we're batting around a lot of different ideas, and you know, really, it our main goal as far as selections is you know we're really wanting to stick to anime that uh, you can get your hands on right now. So we're really going to be you know trying to hit some of the newer stuff as it rolling out as it rolls out in the U.S. But we're also going to be trying to hit things that you can get off like Crunchyroll or Netflix streaming or the like. But, uh, you know, so hopefully we can hit that to where you can not only watch it with us, but uh, you don't have to, you know, drop a lot of money on it in order to enjoy them. And uh, I know our next one, of course, is we're wanting to hit up uh, Code Geass, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, it's one of those shows that I know has its problems, but uh, I just love watching because it's just so damn entertaining. Um, yeah, it's it's really the the show is of course the animation is great on it and it's the storyline is one of those that just really kind of takes you for loops. But sometimes it's a train wreck. You see it coming. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Uh, it's it follows Murphy's law pretty closely in some instances. But yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Nathan, before we kind of uh, move on to uh, other things, is there anything else you want to say about Anime Roundup going forward? I just want to say I'm really excited about this project. I, I think I know I'm having a blast doing it, and hopefully uh, everyone else will enjoy coming out and checking it out. And you know, of course, we're always open to feedback. So let us know if we can uh, cover a show you like, or if you think we need to do something a little differently. We're all ears. Charlie, you've seen the first episode, didn't you? Have some feedback for us? Uh, no, no, it was it was fine. Um, what Uh-oh. about what about the outtake? Didn't, didn't you say there needed to be outtakes in every episode? Uh, as a matter of fact, I did. I, I really, <laughs> I really think every episode after the after the credits, you need an outtake. Well, yeah, out, outtake during the credits, during yeah, after, before, in the middle, Let, wherever, upside down in Spanish. Yeah, the yeah. last one had me and Nathan doing a little bit of bumping and grinding, but uh, I think as we progress, we need to do like a full on Haruhi closing credits dance or something. <laughs> okay, I, that would actually be somewhat hilarious if, uh, particularly for all these animes that have the uh, you know the specialty dance in the end. Yeah, you know it's like name that dance. Oh, that would be horrible. Or, <laughs> there uh, are people who learn those. There you, <laughs> Nathan. Do you're talking it. about doing uh, green screening. That's something we could do. We could green screen ourselves in uh, for uh, you know, and um, Vosh's character. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know if my pride could take that. Uh, I don't have Please, you're on our podcast. You have no pride left. True. <laughs> um. Anyway, the next thing this this is one of those things that uh, sparked a firestorm of comments, and by firestorm, I mean like I got three comments from Nathan and Dylan on my blog. Um, and that is Final Fantasy thirteen two has been announced. Well, I will point out that you only got uh, comments from Nathan because he didn't have to log in to post them. True. Oh, this is true. This is true. Um, this is this is one of those things that I know I'm going to take a lot of crap over what I'm going to say, but it's one of those things where you kind of need to listen to what I'm saying before you jump onto me too badly. This is surprising to me. Not that Square would, you know make a one-off of one of their titles because they've been doing that with Kingdom Hearts for years and they did Final Fantasy X too. And I'm aware of all this, but it, the the part that surprises me about this uh, announcement is twofold. 
One, they've already, you know, they had already announced a couple of Final Fantasy XIII spinoff games when they announced Final Fantasy XIII. They had Versus, which still hasn't seen the light of day, and uh, a PSP game that has since been retitled without Final Fantasy XIII in it. Um, but not only that, but it comes a, less than a year after the U.S. release, and right on the heels of Final Fantasy XIV's spectacular failure. So it's one of those things where it doesn't seem likely that uh, this was sort of a knee-jerk announcement because um, even though they only showed very little footage in the trailer, um, it is scheduled for a release in the United States early next year, so it's probably well into development at this point. But it just seems really weird to me. How so? One, Final Fantasy XIII wasn't exactly well-received by what you would call the core Final Fantasy um, fans. It It's reviewed well. You know, It usually gets like an 8 or a 9 in review magazines, and it sold well as far as I know. But you know, whenever you talk to somebody about Final Fantasy XIII, especially with somebody that you know claims to be a Final Fantasy fan, the general consensus is, yeah, I hated it. Yeah, but I can't go that far because I am that guy. Like I'm, Final Fantasy is my game, and I actually really enjoyed it. But uh, you know, I think I actually mentioned this on your blog too, John. But it's it's one of those things I think is you have the resources there, you've developed the world, you have the environment. I mean, why the heck not? I mean, you really wouldn't think it would take a lot more resources to develop or add to the game uh, as compared to like a brand new game. You are right about that, Nathan, but it's not something that we've seen particularly from Eastern developers like you know Square, uh, Nintendo, Nintendo, places like that. You don't often see that um, sort of quick turnaround that you see you know, from like an Ubisoft or an EA or an Activision where that's their business model is we're going to release a new game every year you know, on some platform somewhere. We're going to keep throwing that name in your face until you get tired of it. Well, that's true. Oh, go I, ahead, I, wonder if it's, I wonder if it's a necessity thing. It's not that, um, you know, <clears throat> we're in a recession right now. You know, the cost of producing one of these games, you know, with the scope of Final Fantasy thirteen has gone up. And, you know, there's a pretty core demographic that are going to buy that. Now, you said most of the Final Fantasy fans didn't like it. I would say that's probably true of, like, the more vocal ones that we're listening to. But I, I still bet there's going to be a lot of people who will buy it just because it's Final Fantasy. Well, I, I'm going to buy it just because, uh, from the early indications of the trailer, it's going to focus on lightning, and it it seems like it's going to jettison the rest of the shit cast that she was saddled with. But they, the only problem I'm having with this uh, possibly being a good game is that instead of keeping her original look, uh, they've given her an outfit that looks like it's Final Fantasy by way of Bjork. No, we, um, we, oh, yeah, we can only hope... That. We can only hope that they sidekick Hope in there with her, because I know that would really disappoint you if they don't, John. I, I would blow my brains out if I had to deal with it for another 40 hours. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, like, Lightning's look in the trailer, I mean, it's weird, but it's, you know, Final Fantasy, you know, it, it's the JRPG style. 
I mean, it is over the top, but I think uh, I think that's going to sell to a lot of people. Yeah, one thing. I'll, oh, go ahead, Charlie. What? Oh, I thought I was going to say something. No, what I was nope. going to say one thing that uh, that we're kind of hitting on that I think is interesting, and I wonder if a lot of video game developers are really going this way is. The aspect of DLC has really changed, I think, a lot of the way – the cycles of games to where a lot of games like Dragon Age or uh, even like Black Ops and several others are releasing large updates and packs to games rather than developing separate games. And I wonder if this is maybe Final Fantasy picking up on that, um, even though it's another disc. Um, it just – it seems like a lot of games are moving that direction. Okay. Now I have something to say. Okay. Um, going off of that, I'm, I, I, when you had, when uh, John had mentioned earlier um, in the emails talking about this, I thought this is probably where the industry is headed. Um, I, I really, I, I really would not be surprised if we're in sort of a transition period between the classic, uh, you know, large develop long large development games, and then on the other side of it. Um, the the rental from a from a brick and mortar store to everything. I, I really would not be surprised if maybe only flagship games were put out in physical form and everything else was download was DLC. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you started seeing a lot of if you didn't see video game rentals shift to, to sort of what like Netflix is doing with the ones where you can um, rent them from rent them through the web basically. Uh, I would, so I would, shorter I games, that, shorter yeah. games that you can either either that or they or or they try to eliminate rentals altogether. Instead of rentals, you get um, you either rent free uh, uh, trials and then you buy the game through like Xbox Live or the the uh, PlayStation Network, something like that. But I would actually I would I would not be surprised to see more games going toward episodic. Um, Episodic uh, releases, where maybe a whole game is released over the course of a year in say twenty five percent of the game every quarter of the year. I think that works better for some types of games than others. Um, a great example um, on one end of the spectrum would be like a Madden. Um, I've, I've been saying for years they should move to a DLC model and only release a physical disc once every so many years. Yeah, um, but. On the other end of the spectrum, a game like Dragon Age, where you know they release new side quests that don't tie into the main story or don't advance the story, um, those don't do particularly well. I, I had no interest in any of the Dragon Age expansions because I had already beaten the game by the time they released any of that, and you know once I knew it wasn't leading directly into Mass or not Mass Effect Two, Dragon Age Two, um, I, I just had no interest in it. But what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, we'll see is less side quest stuff, more like, okay, you're going to get the first quarter of the game, and then you'll play to that point, and then you'll have to wait for the release of the next quarter or half of the game. That's and that's the main quest that has you wouldn't. There might be DLC side quests, or you may get some side quests with each chunk of the main game. Well, that's what StarCraft Two is supposed to do, as I understand it, unless they've changed something. So, you know. That seems like the model Blizzard is using there, but of course they're Blizzard and they can do. Yeah, uh, yeah. think but about that- uh, Left 4 Dead's another great example of this, to where 
they've done an excellent job releasing new sections that they add to the content. Of course, really, you don't have a huge storyline left for Dead anyway. No. But uh, I was, you know, that got me hook, line, and sinker. I was excited about every every pack they released. Exactly. Exactly. Me too. And and I really, I really, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised to see the entire industry start moving that way to get rid of the the physical stuff altogether, switch it just to downloadable content, but do it in these episodic things where really, if you want to continue the game, you have got to buy the new downloadable content. I think that fits the economy better, where people have less money to spend. Um, I, I think I think that'll. I don't know. I, I just see that model working really well. In theory, it, it's going to decrease the cost of distributing games, but I would bet it's not proven yet. Like the consumer hasn't yet kind of moved over to that mindset. That- no, no, no. And that's why I think we're in a transition <laughs> phase where you'll see a few companies doing that. But um, I mean, this transition may take a long time. But yeah. but that's kind of where I see it see it headed. Now, um, it, kind of getting back to Final Fantasy a little bit. Um, their their typical mo when it comes to SquareSoft in sort of monetizing their franchises isn't um, you know we're going to use the same resources we used in the main game and make you know a sequel or a side game or some DLC, uh, which is kind of what they're doing with Final Fantasy Thirteen too. Here is they're using the, you know the same resources from Final Fantasy Thirteen and developing a sequel, but that's not their usual mo. Typically. It's typically, um, well, we're assuming at least, you know, as far as the the models and everything, there's not going to be a lot of changes. They're just going to take a lot of that uh, data that they already had and just kind of work with it and maybe make a few changes. But anyway, their their general model has been, um, you know, we're going to create a world and then we're going to make endless, uh, you know, handheld games that are sort of these you know, side stories and one-offs, like with Kingdom Hearts is, is you know, the most notorious example where there's like, there, there's been five or six handheld games since uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 came out and there's still no announcement of a proper sequel. Um, do we think, that, you know, Nathan, do you see them moving away from that to do sort of the more traditional um, 13-2 style of, of uh, franchising there? You know, I, I could really see that happening. That as you were mentioning the sequels and uh, that they use, uh, if I remember, everything from Kingdom Hearts that cloned off was on the DS, correct? Or at least on the some Nintendo handheld console game. Um, uh, Birth by Sleep was on PSP. Everything else has been like DS or Game Boy Advance. How are those doing? Like, how is how is Nintendo doing in the handheld market anymore? I I haven't turned on my DS in years. Uh, yeah, D- the DS is still uh, in most months at or near the top of the hardware sales. I think it's declined recently because uh, you know they've announced the 3DS, so obviously people yeah. are waiting for that. But before the announcement of the 3DS, the DS was at or near the top of hardware sales every month. And so, it, incidentally, I think that goes back to we were saying that you know most gamers that we've talked to who played 13 didn't really like it, but I don't think we are the uh, majority of of gamers, or representative of the majority of gamers. Oh, you yeah. think? Because uh, I could, you know, talk a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, anyway, to, to go back to, to finish out your question, John, uh, and by the way, I love 13. Let's, I'm going to keep saying that because at least one of us liked it. I love um, But uh, anyway, I just – I see the model of having a – releasing additional arcs of story uh, based on the original game as being something that a lot of developer – a lot of different development companies are going for. And also it's – you know that moves into the micro-sell model, which even though this is a whole other game, it will be the game price – um, in the future, particularly if they start doing DLC, those micro sales do so well. I mean, iPad games is a great example that if you can sell it small, you can do really well. So this may be Final Fantasy catching up with some of the other um, development companies in terms of technology. I I would guess so because th- this may be unfair, but it seems like in a lot of cases, Japanese developers are slow to uh, adopt Western philosophies when it comes to development. And I just killed the podcast. Um, <laughs> Cricket, what, what am I doing? Anyway, you're, hear, you're hearing an awkward silence. Um, we'll edit that out. No, no big it was deal. like a buzz. Uh, that's that's probably you. Um, because I don't, I don't think any of us are picking that one up. Okay. Uh, um, you may be buzzed. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not at your house. Not quite yet. No. What are you drinking, Chad? Um, I'm not sure exactly what to call it. It's um, it's basically <laughs> a vodka. It's basically a vodka Red Bull with the vodka swap for um, things underneath it. White Lightning. <laughs> for what? All smoky white lightning. It's their kind of, it's their filtered and um, aged shine that they're kind of marketing as an alternative to vodka or tequila for mixed drinks, and it's pretty good. It it still has a little bit of that kind of Drano. grain flavor. Yeah, grain <laughs> flavor. So it's not as good for this as as say um, vodka would be. Uh, for mixing with Red Bull because it kind of tastes like diet Red Bull. Does it uh, does it take you by surprise? <laughs> no. Are um, you sure? <laughs> oh yeah. You are really oh. wanting to um, try the Cisco experiment, aren't you? No, no, no. Anyway, uh, Nathan, getting back to what you're saying about you know if doing the microtransactions and everything. Um, I fall for that with with Super Street Fighter Four. They'll you know come out with a costume pack for four bucks every two or three weeks. And I'm like, ah, it's just four bucks, and you know they're not going to come out with another one for another few weeks. I'll I'll buy it. I'm spending like a dollar a week. Just four bucks. <laughs> See, I'm I'm after doing a bunch of reviews for Game Marks. I'm I'm locked into the you know one dollar three dollar model because there's hardly any five or uh, yeah five dollar games. So well, like, that has set my uh, my window for for pricing. Well, that's the way it is with um, the Android and iPhone marketplaces. It's like if if you have a anything priced above about two dollars, you're not going to get anybody to buy it. But if you set it at like ninety nine cents, you'll get a lot of impulse buys. They'll be like, you know, hey, if it sucks, I'm out a dollar. But if you get enough of those, then you can make up for, you know, make up your costs better than selling fewer at a higher price. 
Well, yeah, but the other piece is if you're if you're buying for an unknown benefit, so you don't know the game, and you don't know what you're getting into. A dollar's a good, you know, that's you know an easy pay for me. But in it's John's very low case, resistance. yeah, but in John's case, if it's a game I love and I can freaking get you know the lightning bikini model for Final Fantasy Thirteen too, yeah, I'd for pay four bucks for that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I weep when Final Fantasy implements that type of DLC. I, <laughs> I want have all your female characters uh, wear bikinis throughout the whole game. Wait, don't they don't they already do that for like World of Warcraft too? That's what I do in World of Warcraft. I just take off all my characters' clothes and dance naked on the summoning stone. Oh no! Let me tell you, the best way in World of Warcraft is make an engineer and get the X-ray specs. Everyone's on the <laughs> Just don't look at the dwarves. That's the key. Wow. I, I'm sorry, but if I really wanted to see that, there's other places on the internet to see it for free. Like, like everywhere on the internet. <laughs> Wait, there's porn on the internet? No. Why didn't you tell me? I thought you knew. Plus, but uh, you, you can do that in WoW, but doing that in a single-player game like um, uh, Final Fantasy doesn't really work. How can the, you know, what is this, uh, if, if a person uh, attention whores in a single-player game and no one else sees it, you know, does it make a sound? Uh, well, I hate to admit this, but uh, I remember in one particular Tomb Raider, uh, you unlocked a bikini outfit that, as soon as I had it, that's all she wore. Like, she was going through the jungle. <laughs> does your wife know about this? Uh, she does now. <laughs> She doesn't listen to the podcast, just like Nathan. <laughs> Please, if she hasn't gotten upset over High School of the Dead, I don't think anything's going to upset her. Oh, that She loved that anime, by the way. That was a good anime. I enjoyed it as well. We we had a discussion, Nathan, with, with everybody, and I think I was in the minority. Uh, even Basil was like, yeah, there's too much fan service in it for me. I'm just like, what, are you guys gay? What's wrong with you? I don't think it's so much the fan service that disturbed us as the eating brains and fan service in the same scene. I'm not gay. I'm just not a uh, fan of uh, underage girls. Hey, man, I- I'm just telling you, Ray Ayanami is a hard 14. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I think that killed the podcast. <laughs> I also called up Chris Hansen. And ate its brains. Uh, yeah, um... Next thing you know, we will have Chris Hansen as a special guest. Uh, he won't be a special guest. He'll just be at the house, and we'll be he'll recording. be a surprise guest. He will yeah. be a surprise. Chris Hansen, not that much of a surprise. Surprise. Welcome to the internet, where the men are men, the women are women, the women are men, and the children are FBI agents. Yes. Ah. Uh, <sighs> yep. <laughs> loud, loud collective sigh. Oh, I did want to share this. Um, this this came from Facebook. My favorite comment about uh, Lightning's outfit in Final Fantasy XIII two uh, comes surprise not surprisingly from voice actors. Um, Laura Bailey, uh, former Chainsaw Buffet podcast guest, uh, posted on Allie Hillis, who plays Lightning in the games, on her wall. Uh, just saw the trailer. Nice outfit, sis. <laughs> Um, nice. So that was that. That's my favorite. I just thought I'd share that with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're in the fourth quarter of the uh, Jets-Steelers game. Still no sign of Susie Culver. Oh, yeah, there was some <laughs> post someone had on Twitter. Um, let me see if I can find this. Oh, yeah. Um, the Jets, you know, something like, remember Jets' defense, don't show fear because that makes Roethlisberger horny. <laughs> Oh, allegedly. 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 <laughs> oh. Oh, good grief. I got to tell you guys, that's... By the way, Dylan, who won our uh, fancy football league? I won, because Dylan rode an early exit uh, taking Peyton Manning into the playoffs. Oopsie. Everyone makes mistakes. Like Dylan when he chose Peyton Manning. And then uh, allowed me to trade him Reggie Wayne for somebody because I wanted him to help. Reggie Wayne wasn't my problem. In fact, I think uh, he actually did pretty good in some of the later games, which the later games were just back and forth. Like, just crazy. Yeah, there are some strange stats in our fantasy football league. Like, I don't have have them in front of me, but I know not only did I score the most points, which, you know, makes sense because I ended up winning the league, but I also had the most points scored against. And, you know, in fantasy football, there's no way to prevent, you know, the other team from scoring points. It's not like you have some sort of buffer there. But it was the the most bizarre thing to just be the guy that, that for a while there, it wasn't even close. I was like... You know, I had way more points scored against me than anybody else, but it kind of evened out towards the end. It was funny because there would be some weeks where, like, I would be playing one person and, like, both of our scores would be, like, super high. And, you know, I'd win. And the, the other pair, since we had four people, the other pair would be kind of relatively low. It'd be, like, 60 to 70 or something stupid. Yeah, and then, like, the next week I'd play one of the other you know, two players and get my butt kicked. So, you know, it, it's a total crap shoot. Uh, I, you know, I think next year we're going to try and go with a larger league, but it's so random. Like knowledge of football almost has no bearing on it. I would say it would almost be possible to overthink it. Just, you know, do so many trades that, you know, I don't know. That's that's how I got through the last couple of weeks because as other teams were locking up playoff positions, I'm like, okay, who's got something to play for? Okay, you've already locked up. You're probably not playing. I'm I'm shipping you out. Okay. But Michael Vick was my MVP. There I said it. That's one of those things where I, where I was like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to take Michael Vick, you know, because he fights dogs and whatnot. But, uh, I was the first one to pick him up. I'm like, oh, he's starting now. Well, okay. Anyway, that's enough football talk for now, I think. Do you have anything interesting? No. No. Uh, why don't we hit the mailbox? Uh, that's a great idea. Uh, is somebody in the mailbox right now? I am not, but I can't be. Yeah, get, jump on that. You really don't want the guy who's all stuffed up reading um, reading your mail. Uh, what we, mail? Exactly. Uh, we have. We're we're going to to the uh, mailbox. Okay, so <laughs> we, 
The only yeah, email we actually... What did you say? Don't worry, sorry, go ahead. I was coughing. Okay. Go ahead. We have a... Um, a year in a year in review email from uh, little Chris Parker, H seven, H seven. I think he actually sent this before we did the year in review. Um, yeah, but, that was an, that was an hour and a half without us going to the mailbox, so we kind of put it off. Yes, um, but uh, I guess uh, let's let's read each grouping. Um, and, uh, and then talk about it. Okay. Um, let's see. You're in review 2010. Best games, Cataclysm, and Super Scribble Knots. Translation, these are the games I played this year. I haven't tried anything else. <laughs> now we're getting old. Yeah. That's the way it goes. All these side projects, that kind of cuts into the uh, the whole game time thing. Hey, my my list of games I played that came out in 2010 was like 13 or something. I'm I'm still on top of my game. Yeah, that, you see what I did there? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you're funny. Yeah. Uh, what what else have we got, Dylan? Uh, best movies: Iron Man 2, The Road, Inception, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I've okay. seen two of those. I have seen one of those. I've seen two of those. Is that all we're going to say about them? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I think we're just expressing our lack of qualification to judge. Actually, I, I really enjoyed Iron Man 2 and Inception. Uh, I enjoyed Iron Man 2 and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I I did not see either. I, I Honest to God, I think the only movie I saw in the theater... Beside the besides the Riff Tracks Live was Iron Man Two. I liked Iron Man Two. I forgot about Riff Tracks Live. I should have put that down, even though let's see. That doesn't really count as new, I don't think. In a way. It's new ish. It, it's new to us. Now, uh, I I did see Shutter Island in the theater, which was awesome. It's one of those movies you can only uh really watch once, but because it's Leonardo DiCaprio and because it's trippy, I feel like I've seen Inception. Was it really as Lovecraftian as the as the previews made it sound? Yes. It had that okay. vibe. That's well, obviously I, know. I will add it to my Netflix list eventually. I've actually got the DVD, although watching it through a second time is not as good because you already kind of know what's going on. Yeah. And I'm that, slow about watching a lot of stuff. That's one of those movies that the only time you watch it again is to show it to somebody else. Like yes. Memento. Definitely. Uh, what, what else has uh, little Chris Parker got for us? Uh, best television show. It goes without saying that the best tel- show on television is The Walking Dead. Bullshit. In fact, I'll go ahead and nominate it for the best TV show of 2011 as well. Bullshit. I I did you not like it? I actually like The Walking Dead. It's, I wouldn't say it's the best. but I, I was going to say, it's, it's not that uh, I don't like it. It's the fact that it's it's not the best, and it doesn't go without saying. Because last time I checked, Burn Notice is still running, damn it. Oh, jeez. 
Wait, are we talking shows that debuted in 2010 or just that ran in 2010? Just that ran. Oh, then Burn Notice. Do you know I have actually anything on USA Network? Let's just put uh, anything on the USA original lineup up against anything else, and I will give uh, USA the win. I've yet to watch more than one episode of Burn Notice. Screw you! You're off the podcast. (laughs) Okay, I'm not like I've only seen a couple, and it's a good show. I just I honestly don't watch a lot of TV right when it's broadcast. So Chad gets and I'm bad about. I'm bad about going to Hulu or Netflix or other sources and, and watching online. And When Hulu Plus hits Xbox Live, I'm going to be happy. But until then, yeah, I don't watch much TV. Hey, you know, well, you can uh, watch Hulu Plus on PlayStation Network. I'm just throwing it out there. I've got some of us don't own PlayStations. And some of us, when we're at the big desktop computer, don't really feel like sitting long enough to sit through a whole show. And our netbooks can't handle streaming video, so I'm kind of screwed. And some of us put a 320 gig hard drive into their PlayStation 3s because uh, the 80 gig wasn't so cutting it anymore. So you got that working? Yeah, it's up and going now. Oh, excellent. Yes, I'm I'm quite happy with it. Now my uh, old PS3 hard drive is my new external hard drive uh, to be used in conjunction largely with uh, this podcast, Anime Roundup, and the Porcelain Idol. Oh, yeah, you have to plug every show, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's actually what we're doing for uh, our Code Geass review. Uh, you know, we try and do, you know, X out of five somethings that, that's related to the show. But uh, with Code Geass, we're doing X out of five product placement. So we're going to use the like, <laughs> Game Marks logo, Chainsaw Buffet logo, that sort of thing. Nice. I'll look forward to that. How about, um, how about um, use Undead Hot Dogs as your... Um, measuring stick. Undead hot dogs? That's weird. Yeah, man. don't ask. Uh, so Just hoping on. that... You can't say undead hot dogs and not explain. Yes, you can. So, what else did Chris Parker have to say? <clears throat> Alright. Um, he's got uh, the biggest fails of 2010, and I'm going to read each of these individually. Uh, since... Uh, we like commenting on fails. Uh, Robin Hood. He Didn't actually watched it. that? I don't know. Maybe he gets to the theater more than we do. Wait. Uh, wait, you're talking about the, the BBC uh, show, No, I right? think he's no. talking... No, no, no. There was a new movie of it, I think. Was Russell there? Russell? I think oh, it was theater for like five, five minutes, maybe. Was that 2010? Yeah, that was the show. It was a long year. I saw Gladiator, so I'm pretty sure I can comment on Robin Hood. Yeah, it looked... It's really not what... uh, Just from the previews, it doesn't look like what we're used to when we think of Robin Hood and his... It was was Gladiator with an English accent. What's the point? I mean, what's the deal here? True. Okay, okay, there's only one version of Robin Hood. Can anyone correctly identify it? Uh, I'm going to go with Disney's. You are correct, sir. That's the only version of Robin Hood worth seeing. What about they Mel Brooks? It has a rooster troubadour. That, uh, Chad, I I will grant you that, but it is you know I, I'm just talking about as far as you know a semi-serious adaptation of of the story. Um, but it's a 
it's a better adaptation of the story than the Kevin Cosner version. <laughs> Agreed, but you know, there are a lot of movies that are a better adaptation of the of the Robin Hood story than the Kevin Costner movie, and they weren't even adaptations of, of Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, okay, what else have we got, Dylan? Uh, Vince Young. Who? Uh, uh, yeah, the Titans it's... quarterback. Um, he got injured and basically got thrown off the team for arguing with the coach. He's been there for like 15 years now, something like that. Well, there you go. Keep going. <laughs> Next. Uh, the golf oh, okay. and the response to it. You mean... Uh, you know, he he didn't like Kevin Costner's Waterworld device that didn't work at all. <laughs> what was with that? That was the funniest thing I'd ever heard when they announced that. I'm like, why are you using Waterworld? That was a shitty idea to begin with. It's going to translate into an even shittier idea in real life. I mean, wasn't his brother? I liked like Waterworld. <laughs> genius should be used with quotation marks. <laughs> Alleged genius. I just, I, I about died when he announced that because he was, I don't know how he said it seriously. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought I was being trolled when I read that. I'm like, shit me? <laughs> that's, that's like Kotaku's headline that came over Twitter, uh, you know, government plans to probe Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the greatest, greatest headlines ever. Agreed. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah. Oh, holy uh, BlizzCon. Uh, now, I have mentioned this before on this podcast, I'm fairly certain. Yes, you have. Yeah, don't don't expect great things from a company that releases a game once... Or not even a true game, like an expansion to one of their existing properties once every two or three years. To my knowledge, Blizzard has never done anything that... Uh, did not have StarCraft, Warcraft, or Diablo in the title. You can't, you know expect, you can't expect great things from uh, you know a yearly convention dedicated to a group that doesn't do anything. So, so what you're saying is we need Activision Con. I'm saying that Blizzard should get off its high horse and just go to fucking E3 when they have something to announce. Otherwise, don't do anything. Yep. Oh... Okay, the next one is Dylan's Lack of Wow. Now, if you're meaning Dylan's Lack of Pizzazz in that he's not exciting, um, then yes. I'm going to disagree with that. Okay. With, uh, because uh, I remember hearing a story recently about uh, Jeffrey doing something to Dylan and Dylan telling him in front of his girlfriend that... Uh, if he wanted to go ahead and admit that he was gay, that that was perfectly fine, his girlfriend would probably still love him. Yeah, I mean, you know. Okay, that was pretty good. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I, I am pro Dylan. I will defend Dylan until the bitter end. But no, no, no. When he said lack of wow, is, is he talking about Warcraft or wow? Yes, yeah. Warcraft. I'm 100% okay. sure That's... he's talking about Warcraft. Okay, I, I didn't know where you came from with that then. Never mind. I, I was like, oh. wait a minute. Um, about Dylan? Yes, sometimes I am. <laughs> uh, I love Dylan on the fence. Whoa. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll admit that uh, I've thought about going back and playing it, and I actually um, 
I saw a an article on Dig a couple weeks ago that that was uh, listing the uh, the largest game worlds, and and I tend to be an explorer type. Um, and one of them was Lord of the Rings Online, so I fired it up, and I'm like, this reminds me of everything I hate about WoW. Like I'm following, <laughs> like. I, I can't do that that style of game. I can't be be like locked in to the pre written quest chains that like, give me something like a Fallout, which would never really work as a uh, as an MMO. Now, do you think that Fallout actually gives you flexibility? I figured I felt it was pretty linear in both. I don't know. I just felt like I could go out and explore and do whatever the hell I wanted to do in Fallout and Warcraft. I've got to, you know, worry about what the the levels of the mobs are, and, and I don't really. You don't feel like you're 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 going anywhere new. You're following the exact same, you know. Especially if you're using something like Thoughtbot or Quest Helper, um, and, and that's not. I, I'm not complaining about WoW. It's just like I don't like playing that sort of game because I turn it into work and it, it becomes all about like leveling up and getting ahead. And you can get, you can get paid for a job now. You don't have yeah. to actually do it for free. It, it, it kind of stresses me out actually. Yeah. Uh, on, a, on a completely different note real quick, I just saw a, uh, a commercial for what I think is uh, big mama's house three. Yes. Like, God. And, and what I want to ask real quick, and nobody needs to answer, is why do black people not get good movies? Like white people. There get is no answer movies. to that that is not racist. Why? Why is there no black version of Inception? I mean, sure, Spike Lee's more of an anomaly. He can make a good movie, but um. Well, really? even he's gone downhill. How about uh, yeah, some? Uh, anyway. How about uh, we take a page from Family Guy and uh, somebody make Black to the Future? Oh. Now, why can't we make black exploitation films using Latinos or uh, Asians or white people? Can you make white black exploitation films? <laughs> that would be white. You do, but you get you, you do, but you get a uh, Bill Ingvall comedy routine out of it. You do. It's called the Karate Kid, Charlie. Oh no! Wait, that's that. Explo- um, I I feel the Karate Kid exploited everyone, <laughs> including the audience. Exactly. I we can call that human exploitation. I'm not exactly sure how you exploit the majority. I they did it. That's the magic of the Karate Kid. They did it. Yeah, yeah. But as as a as an ongoing genre, I'm not sure you, how you exploit the the majority. Uh, in a culture and not lose all um, suspension of disbelief. I don't know. I think you can do it. You just got to do it well. No, wait, you don't. That's the whole point. You (laughs) don't do it well. You slap something on film and you call it done. Isn't that like most of what comes out of Hollywood now? Yeah. But anyway, I feel bad for black people. Going on back to going back to WoW. Go ahead, Dylan. I think I have said all I, I uh, wanted to say on that. All right. So, uh, are all hearts and minds clear? Well, we've got two more items. Oh. Okay. And please, um, I wish Jeffrey was on um, the Expendables. 
Didn't see it. Didn't um, see it. Uh, okay. It's it's fail in that it's not a good movie, but it's it's epic win in the fact that it it's very much a eighties action movie because those weren't good movies either. They did but exactly sadly it's two decades late. Yeah, they did exactly what they set out to do by making a modern, you know, action film uh from the eighties mold. So then maybe the issue maybe the issue isn't that it is fail. Maybe the issue is that if you think it failed, then you really went in with the wrong expectations. Yes. Like all it had to do was get those uh those action movie icons together in one movie and and then blow shit up. Blow shit up and That's pop it. off a few one-liners. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, my, one of my favorite movies of 2010 was The Warrior's Way. And it, and, but I went in expecting exactly what I got, which was yeah. just over-the-top action. I mean, and that's all I wanted out of it. It wasn't as bad over-the-top action as I thought it was going to be, but that's because the, the opening scene frames it as a graphic novel. And so I'm like... Okay, I can suspend disbelief, you know. Well, I mean, and and I, and and I could have you, I could have probably done with more over the top action because the very middle of it, it it kind of dies down for a while. I mean, it's not that it's bad, but I I would have liked every five minutes blood should have came shooting out of something. Story and character driven, not necessarily good story and character driven, but as story and character driven, and I like that. You but know, the point is, we went we went in. I think all of us that went to see it went in with the correct expectations. Yes. If if we had gone in expecting, I mean, I don't know anything else, we would have been really disappointed. And, and maybe Expendables is the same issue. You had to go in expecting what it was. You know what movie well, the Expendables reminds me of very much more than you would think. Was that the first Street Fighter movie? Really? In a lot of ways. You mean ways. it killed Raul Julia? No. Um. Is it, but. The first Street Fighter movie, I, I watched it again for the first time in years um, a few weeks ago. And I'm like, you know, this is really just a 80s action movie that came out five years too late to be an 80s action yep. movie. Ah. Uh, it really, to me, seemed a lot worse than most of those. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, if yeah, you put it up against Commando or something like that, you know, some of the classic... Well, not really classic, but, you know, um, typical 80s Arnold films. You know, you put it up against that, and it comes out pretty poorly. Yeah, but I- I'm thinking more like, you know, Death Wish 8. Oh, my God. <laughs> I-, I think you just have lower standards. Let-, let me think. Death Wish, was that Steven Seagal, or was that the Belgian ape? No, that was... Um... <laughs> It was, that was Charles Bronson, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was Bronson. Oh, man. I think that started in like hey, the um, 70s and ran into the 80s. Awesome. Uh, Death Wish 8, Charles Bronson's final cry for attention. You know, just to go back to the Warrior's Way, I think I have a good analogy for it. I went in expecting Bleach, and what I got was Samurai Shampoo, and I was happy with that. That's was good. good. Bleach. That's that's good. That that yeah yeah that works. I was pleasantly surprised. All right, and we had one more. Parch missing another year's worth of anime conventions. No. Oh. Well, that's on him. Yes. Are there is there no anime convention where he lives? 
I'm sure there is. I mean, there's if there's one, you know, if there's one in Tennessee, there's one everywhere. That's that's sure. my general rule for anything. If it happens here, it happens everywhere. Tennessee is not the cutting on the cutting edge of anything except for inbreeding. Actually, we lost that to West Virginia sometime back. Ah, oh, damn it! See, we don't even have that. They beat us again. Those wily West Virginians beat us again. Parks lives in Kentucky, though, so you know, make your jokes now about Kentucky. Nah, we've been mean Number enough to two him in My dad's side of the family is from Kentucky, by the way. That would explain a lot. That does explain a lot. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, MTAC would probably be the closest for him because it's a four, three, four hour drive, maybe. From you know to Nashville, so uh, that's, that's east of make. Yeah, that's that's about the same drive for us. Then we make a three-hour drive out there. Yeah, but or if, east or if Dylan's driving too, if I'm driving. Uh, I don't know. I, I I've made some fast time uh, to Nashville before. I made some fast times at Ridgemont High. You bastard! <laughs> Did I beat you to that one? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, Imtac uh, is on Easter weekend, so, uh, you know, he probably has family things to uh, do. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, he can't join all us uh, heretics, you know. Yeah, that's all right, Dylan. Even... You don't have to cry about it, though, man. What? Uh, I hear you sniffling over there. Don't get too upset. <laughs> oh, no, I'm... Uh... I'm yeah, the funny that. thing is, um, I asked Dylan what was. I asked Dylan how things went at the doctor's office, and his first response was, "Well, it's not strep." That was the only thing they checked for. I asked him if it was the clap. <laughs> no. I asked him if it was the black plague or some other cool disease. SARS. <laughs> I'm hoping for Captain Trips, you know. Hand, foot, and mouth disease. That too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the high temperatures go away, and uh, soon, uh, and yeah, like the 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 doctor's appointment turned into like how I need to lose weight, and you know how I was pre hypertensive, and I'm like, I'm just and, that, and, that, and that'll cure strep. Is that how that works? No, thanks, doc. I don't have a mirror. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, like, I just had a doctor's, like, a, a yearly checkup that I had. It's like, eat like, less fat ass. You know, a year, like, a, a month and a half ago, I had that. And, and you know, they took my uh, um, blood Life. pressure and I had an EKG and everything. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Like, you want me to go back and say, I'm sorry, you know, can you reconsider, you know, <laughs> can you reconsider the fact that, uh, you know, you didn't prescribe anything for me? Uh, I think you um, maybe want to look into a malpractice suit then. No, no, no. I, I'm bitter and angry when I'm sick, I think. Or we're all the time. Just more yeah. so. 
All right. So, anything else? No. At at some point, I want to talk about uh, the return of several shows to uh, USA, but I'd like to get a few more episodes in and, and before we talk about them. Thank Maybe you. next time. Thank you for mentioning this because I did want to uh, to briefly mention uh, a new show that's on Cartoon Network called Young Justice. And I just want to say kudos to Young Justice for finally doing something uh, that made Martian Manhunter and the Green Arrow interesting. They gave them tits. So kudos, Young Justice. You've won me over. I keep missing that show. I really need to, I really need to catch that. I caught the first episode and really liked it. One, one word for you. Tits, man. That's, wait, what? <laughs> one word. Dude, you just blew my mind. <laughs> might might want to put down a dart. Yeah. So don't make a mess when I blow your mind. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I think that does it for another exciting episode of the Chainsaw the Fate podcast. Be sure to check up, uh, check out Anime Roundup. And thanks for listening. I don't know if you guys like have the same. You, you probably have the same inter- interface for Skype I do, but I feel like I'm on Sale right now by watching the Talking Heads. <laughs> I'm gonna find a uh, a picture of the Sale monolith and start using that in my avatar. I'm going to too. I'm going to find like a different one. You know, it just like we should all do it. That'd be great. To coordinate the different numbers. And- <laughs> Somebody, wow. somebody did that at uh, Anime Week in Atlanta. That was my favorite cosplay ever. They just, you know, got a cardboard box and painted it black and wrote Sele, you know, zero two sound only on it. <laughs> That's good stuff. <sighs> All the good costumes are already taken. No, doesn't mean you can't yeah. do them and try to do them better. <laughs> try to improve upon them. Trying is for suckers. Yes, it is. Most definitely. For sure. Yeah. Totally. Generic agreeable statement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, well. I don't know if... I I know I've mentioned this to one, if not all of you before, but... um, there's actually a small play that that's the entire dialogue. Why? It's stuff like generic compliment. Instead of actually saying things, they're describing what they would have said. This is quite like, avant-garde. You know, mildly offensive comment. And it's like this husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, and they're having an argument. And it is awesome. I mean, you, you, you don't lose – I mean, you don't even have to know what, what particular thing they would have said. You pretty much follow it by what they're saying they're saying. That's Sounds like an episode of Seinfeld. No, no, it's good. <laughs> Love that. No, no, it's good. It's not like Seinfeld at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if I hurt somebody's feelings. No, not mine. Mild disappointment here. Open hostility. <laughs> <laughs>
Drunken rage. <laughs> oh. Isn't that all you would ever say? No. Yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes it's drunken yeah. melancholy. Of Hirohi Suzumiya. The drunken melancholy of Chad Raskin. Sometimes it would be calling uh, someone else girls' names. That too. Fox Slash. Do I want to know what that picture is? Okay. What is Slash, Chad? Define define the term Slash. No, Dylan. Internet speak. I am trying not to think of it. It's pretty much... uh, Dylan, you don't have to explain it to me. I am from the internet. You You know, literally, he lives in the internet. I'm pretty sure, Chad... That you have yeah. a file of uh, of Kirk and Spock cut together, making it sound like they were uh, in the throes of passion. I, okay, I found the link, were... and I'm just not going to click on that. No, it's funny. No. It's funny. No, no, I'm just not going to click on that. Check out this no. one's funny too. Uh, this something there is bad. It's taken forever for mine to bring it up. I may just have to like. That one's actually really awesome. And, <laughs> I thought so. We're going to get at some point. I have my netbook set up on top of my regular monitor, so I'm kind of having... Oh, God. Gonna take solution <laughs> down to zero. Yeah, there's there's nothing that I haven't seen before, but that's um, disturbing. Both of those came up for me searching for Sele. <laughs> Okay. There's um I've seen more disturbing than that this week. Like thirty seconds ago. That too. Someone on the um All Spark posted a picture um from some there's some Japanese fan comic which is um the movie Transformers. Um the movie versions of Starscream and Megatron looking at each other longingly about to engage in a passionate kiss, apparently. And You've there disappointed is no, me yet again, Starscream. There is no anthropo- anthropomorphization. There's all the spiky bits intact, which is probably what's so disturbing about it. Nathan was saying on Twitter, we need um, we we need um, a secret word that we say like boobies whenever we hear it. Oh, you mean like Pee Wee's Playhouse? 
Well, no, yes. the, the key well, actually. The joke I made. The key actually was, was to for someone not to know about it, but now everyone knows about it. So way to go, Aww. man. Honestly, though, I think um, I think if we did that, um, like that's all the podcast would be. technical difficulties this time around so uh fuck we gotta make some up then Who do we want, Jackie Chan? Who do we need, Jackie Chan? The exciting episode. Which podcast were you listening to? <laughs> none, none of ours.